Hello there, beautiful human being. So nice to be here with you. Welcome to another episode of Airdrops from Erica. That is me, Erica Cullum, here with another transmission recorded and sent with the intention of helping you cultivate more clarity, connection, contentment, and of course, ease into your life. If that's your thing, I'm here for it. Go ahead and feel free to double tap that subscribe or follow button. You can share this with a friend or on your socials. Um, feel free to tag me. I'm at collective.commons on Instagram. Or if you prefer a video format, you can find this episode uh, with subtitles or read it as a blog at collective-commons.com slash airdrops. You can also go there to sign up for my weekly reflection emails, which are pretty dope. Um, and I don't say that because I write them. I say that because every week I get such beautiful feedback about them. Um, and you can also find out how to work directly with me and more there. So all kinds of good stuff. And I got to tell you, I was going to talk about something else this week, but today this thing came through and it was like vulnerability. We need to talk about vulnerability. So here we are. And I gotta say, I was kind of surprised when I looked up the definition of vulnerability because in my mind, my first thought about vulnerability is coming at it from what I now recognize as a place of privilege. Um, it comes from thinking about it as vulnerability as a choice. Um, you know, the choice to be honest and authentic with your words or your actions. But as I started to really sit with this and and what needed to be said about vulnerability today i dug a little deeper and i thought about it from a place that lacks choice for example um in terms of physical vulnerabilities like those who are immunocompromised or lack adequate basic resources or even kids like they are more susceptible to harm simply for being who they are where they are without making any choices to put them there. So that's why the textbook definition of the word really makes sense. Um, it was just a little more zoomed out than what I had originally had in my head. But that that definition of vulnerability, as we're, we're speaking of it in the English language, is the quality or state of being, quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. So it's really important to remember that vulnerability is not always a choice that we can make. Some of us are inherently more vulnerable simply because we are who we are. And I am absolutely not here to detract or discount that in any way. I acknowledge that vulner there are there are cases where vulnerability is not a choice. And I respect that. And I'm going to ask us to respectfully set that type of vulnerability aside. And today, I'm going to be talking about vulnerability in regards to when we have the choice to be vulnerable. Um, and what better place to start than with Dr. Brene Brown, all hell Brene Brown, who is a researcher. And I think it's safe to say, if not one of the leading experts, like the go-to person when it comes to courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. And she says, vulnerability is the core, the heart, the center, the meaningful of meaningful human experiences. Oh, sorry, Brene. 
fuck that up. Vulnerability is the core, the heart, the center of meaningful human experiences. She says, vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. So I know how terrifying it can feel to reveal your inner emotions, whether they're fear, shame, inadequacy, or sometimes even if they're positive, like you're hopeful or proud, but you feel like it's not safe to share that because, you know, maybe that's not on the same wavelength as everybody else. Maybe you feel like it could be inappropriate. You might not be understood or you might not fit in. Um, it's, there's so many different scenarios in which it can be challenging, right? Because being vulnerable doesn't come naturally to most of us. And it wasn't always this way. When you were born, you didn't know how to be anything other than what you were. And, you know, there, there were, you, you, there was nothing but, you know, you're hungry, you cry, you're wet, you cry, you know, like you need something, you, you express that need. But before you can probably even consciously remember, you learned what shame and embarrassment and even pride are. So research shows that most children learn these emotions between 15 to 24 months. So that means when you are less than two years old, you understand these things. Now, shame is defined as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. So very early on, you learned how to avoid those painful negative feelings. Throughout the years, your environments, society, all of the things around you, both consciously and unconsciously conditioned you to toughen up, suck it up, um, strive for perfection, try to fit in, and really just encouraged all of us to do whatever we could to feel accepted and loved. And you know what? Being vulnerable isn't usually a part of that because somewhere we started making the connections that when we're vulnerable about things that might not be well-received, then we open ourselves up to judgment and rejection and shame or worse. Perhaps you've even encountered that yourself. I dare to say that all of us have at least once, but probably several, if not countless times in our lives. I mean, it's so easy to see this every day and it happens in both small ways and really big ways. Like talking about small ways, I was certainly the kid in school that was afraid to ask questions or speak up. You know, I didn't want to be seen as stupid or usually I was too nervous to speak up or, you know, no one else was saying anything. And so I didn't want to be the annoying one or the only person who didn't get it or whatever. Uh, I, I think of this even more recently with adults because I, I do an exercise in the Connection Cultivator, which is a seven-week group container that I run. Um, I've also just released as a self-study on-demand course. If you're not ready to be vulnerable with others, um, you can hop onto that and practice getting vulnerable with yourself first. But um, I'll talk about that later. There's an exercise in there where I basically have you do the same thing twice. So you know, I give you some instructions, you do the thing, and then I say, okay, now, and I read the same instructions. And 
I can see the looks on people's faces because everyone's like, wait a minute, what? Huh? Like, I don't understand the assignment. And it usually takes some time, but luckily we create a really, really beautiful, safe space to be vulnerable. So eventually, in, in all the groups that I've ran so far, one person is brave enough to say, wait a minute, can you repeat that? Or are we supposed to do the same thing over again? And then everyone is just like, oh my gosh, I was wondering the same thing. Um, so you're not alone, right? It's, this is so normal. Oh, and even just that little thing, that's such a little way to be vulnerable. But even those little things can be really hard sometimes because being vulnerable can be uncomfortable, but vulnerability is ground zero for love, compassion, growth, empathy, belonging, authenticity, courage, like all the good feels, y'all. Vulnerability builds empathy and understanding for everybody involved. So I know you've gotten burned before. We all have, but you are hella more resilient than you know, and you won't always get burned. Also, like side tangent, I tend to think that when we do get negative reactions to from to or from our chosen voluntary vulnerability, to me, that's a huge red flag that I'm not interacting with people that truly care about my well-being or are willing to understand me. Um, it's one thing for someone to have a knee-jerk reaction and then like kind of come to their senses and be like, you know, oh, because sometimes maybe we've said or done something to trigger or dysregulate them, right? And we're all mirrors for each other. So, you know, they they see something in what we've said that reminds them of something that they've still got some shit about. And so that 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 can happen. Um, but if we hit a nerve with, with that, that's, that's their shit, not ours. And so it's, that's, that's one thing, but it's, it's another thing. If someone's just going to shit on you for being vulnerable, like to me, that's a sign to get the fuck out of there. We don't need that energy in our lives. We don't, we don't need to be vulnerable with those kinds of people. So with that in mind, I think it's really important to practice vulnerability in safe, brave spaces. Um, especially if getting vulnerable is something that's new to you, maybe it's something that you're trying to work on or you're, you're practicing getting more comfortable with, um, with vulnerability, we can, we can let our guards down and be seen for who we truly are. And that is so powerful because let's be honest, it is fucking exhausting to try and be someone or something that you are not. And here's the thing, the truth about vulnerability is that it is not a weakness it is a strength and I know that is much much easier said than than acted upon right I I totally get that but I'm just here to remind you that there are so many benefits of embracing vulnerability like vulnerability allows you to be your authentic self instead of trying to please other people, right? It helps you put you first. And I think as we've said before, like at the end of the day, all you have is you really, right? Like you're in this body, you're you, like we need you to be you. That's why you're here. Um, being vulnerable also, it fosters intimacy. So when you're able to be vulnerable with others, it's a tool for creating deeper, more meaningful relationships. And 
by doing that, it helps you create healthy ecosystems for yourself because it helps you find people who will accept you for who you truly are. And you deserve that. Absolutely. I believe everybody deserves that. So all also important. I think vulnerability is also really great because it it helps you with your own self-acceptance, right? It allows you to really explore and voice and just kind of embrace the different aspects of yourself. Um, and then it's easier to let other people in, right? And And when we're able to let other people in, understanding and sharing feelings gets easier, as does encouraging others to do the same. And then we all become more understanding and accepting of others and able to share and communicate in a more positive, healthy way. And that helps us build empathy. And again, empathy is so important if we're going to really be in community and collectively care about each other because no man is an island. We are meant to be connected. Um, that's what Collective Commons and the work that I do is is really all about is to help find those connections. And so this is just a tool for fostering that. Um, being vulnerable also really helps us work through our emotions because it's not healthy to push them down or bottle them up, y'all. That type of behavior will eat you up. So vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. And I want you to be healthy. I hope you want you to be healthy too, but I definitely do. So just just remember that. And, and vulnerability is a sign of courage. You know, when we become more resilient and more brave by embracing who we truly are and what we're feeling, I mean, really at the end of the day, vulnerability is an inevitable part of life. So let's not fight it. Let's embrace it and know that it will make our lives more rich, more full, more satisfactory. Strengthening our vulnerability muscle helps us move through life with more ease. And you know that we are all about that over here. It's part of the intro, right? So like, I mean, think about it. Saying I love you to someone, especially if you're dating and maybe you're going to be the first one to say it. That is incredibly vulnerable. Trying something new can be vulnerable. Sharing difficult experiences or challenges or struggles, also vulnerable, sometimes scary. And while it can feel like you just want to avoid all those things, if you don't, if you really take the time to to um to just be real and be truthful and be honest about where you're at with them and and allow yourself the grace and compassion to to try it on to try on this vulnerability thing and see what happens i truly believe that you will be rewarded um i think ultimately welcoming vulnerability into our lives allows us to live a truly more genuinely fulfilling life so I can't just leave you high and dry with like be more vulnerable let's let's just let's talk real quickly about what are some ways that we can practice healthy vulnerability so I think first and foremost and again just like with anything and everything that I say and I will always remind you of this 
please feel free to take what feels good to you and leave the rest. Like not every word, not every idea is for everybody. Uh, my goal is always just to like kind of give you a smorgasbord of options, a metaphorical buffet, if you will. And, you know, see, see what happens, see what feels good to you. Um, you don't, you don't have to get every single thing on the menu. No, no, no. You, you just, you see what picks your interest and like, let's go with that. So practicing healthy vulnerability, um, get to know yourself. Like, how can you trust yourself? Like tell yourself over and over and over again that you're worthy. You have to, and you don't have to, but I find it incredibly helpful if you really like build yourself up, like know that you are worthy and that you deserve everything you want. You deserve like all the things, um, explore, like really understand what vulnerability looks like and feels like to you. So get in touch with your body through physical activity, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, maybe talk to yourself in the mirror. Um, that can, that can feel a little weird, but I'm telling you, that's a really good thing. Like, do you look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself how worthy you are and how special you are and just how fucking dope you are? Because you are, um, if, if you need to, if like, that's a little uncomfortable, like, okay, rein it back a little bit. Maybe you just talk to yourself in the car while you're driving. Maybe you journal, maybe you type it out, leave yourself a voice note, like whatever. Um, and then maybe like notice or, or clock what it feels like when you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And then once you know that, like test it out get out of that comfort zone a little bit, find your edges. A lot of people call them growth edges because that's where growth and transformation happens is when you are out of your comfort zone and you're right there on the edge. Dance, dance in that space, y'all. Like play around there, push yourself just a touch further than what you normally would, but respect your boundaries. So when you feel resistance, you can check in with yourself and just, you know, get a little curious about that and see if it's okay to go further or if you've reached your limit. So as you kind of get more in tune with yourself, then you can start practice getting vulnerable with others. Maybe it's easier to start with people that you know, love, and trust you. Maybe it's easier to start with total strangers. Um, I know for me, I, I kind of like starting with strangers. Um, that's some of my own personal shit. But like when I started coaching, I was terrified to coach anyone I knew personally for my practicum hours. So I just, I wasn't, I don't know. I had some shade about it. And I was just like, no, you can't, like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. And I can't, I can't let you see me in that state. So I went online and I got on some groups and I found a bunch of strangers to practice with. So just know that whatever way you do it, it's okay. Just, just practice. Um, what might that look like? Well, here's a simple one. Ask for what you need. Everybody needs help sometimes. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody needs help. Just, I know it's hard to ask for it sometimes, but think about how you feel when you get to help somebody out and it makes a really positive impact for them. I know I feel really fucking good. That's probably why I'm a coach and, you know, why I'm like so, so into that. But I digress. Helping people makes us feel good. So why are you going to rob people of the opportunity to help you and for them to feel good? 
Like, why are you going to deny yourself the opportunity to get the help that you need? Just ask for help. It's a win-win. And you know, if someone says no or can't help, that's okay. There are other people and other resources to receive help from. A no in one place is not the end-all be-all. It just means that that wasn't the right person or place for you at this moment. And it doesn't mean that the right person or place doesn't exist. It's just, you just have to ask again somewhere else. It's okay. Every no gets you closer to a yes. Um, that's what I believe at least. So yeah, ask for help. Um, maybe you want to, maybe there's a space where you can practice telling someone how you really feel. Um, like maybe you can start small, for example. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I hear this happening a lot, right? So like maybe your mom keeps buying you this thing that you said you liked once 10 years ago, but now you've like really moved on past it. Um, but you've never really said anything because it, it brings her joy to buy you something. Here's the thing. It doesn't bring her joy probably to buy you that exact thing. It's just that she likes to buy you something. So what if you said, hey, I love that you remembered how much I liked that. Um, but actually, I've kind of outgrown that. And I've moved into this new stage because that doesn't really suit me anymore. I'm really more into this or that right now. Um, it's easy, right? Like, you can, you can sandwich it in, you can, you know, sandwich it in with like some, some really loving kindness on either side of it, but it's okay to say how you feel. You're entitled to that. Those feelings are really fucking valid. So, you know, this whole thing kind of goes into the idea and the practice of, of saying what you want rather than complaining, because sometimes it can get easy to start blaming or complaining and that shit just leads to a downward spiral like you can just cut that out just say what you want it's okay to be assertive and direct it's okay to talk about what you really think what you really want as long as you're doing so in a respectful and kind manner so that's it that's it get in touch with yourself ask for what you need, say how you feel. I know these things sound so small, but that they can feel uh, a lot heavier or a lot more challenging when like push comes to shove and you're actually trying to practice them. But I'm just here to normalize them for you and um, just to encourage you to try it, right? Like just to try it. And I don't think that any of us ever get to a point where we're like, okay, totally cool with vulnerability. Like check that off the list. No, we're all still evolving and developing and growing. And I say this all the time, but it, whew, it's not linear, right? Our, our growth, our life, I mean, on in the physical plane, like we have a linear timeline, but the, the lessons that we learned, everything is cyclical. Um, and so even though you might think you're like, vulnerability is my jam, right? And you're like, I got this shit. Well, I'm going to venture to guess that something's going to come up to kick you in the ass and be like, actually, there's more levels to this, right? Like you have the opportunity to level up to a new level. So I think there's, there's, uh, there's something in it for everyone. I think that we can always keep practicing. We can always keep improving. We can always just keep getting more comfortable with it. So, whew, all right. That's it for now. Thank you as always for listening. Um, if you're interested in practicing being more vulnerable, 
I'm totally here for it. And I would love to be a non-judgmental safe space for you to explore all of that in um, and with. Uh, you can check out my one-on-one coaching options at collective-commons.com slash coaching. Or if you are wanting to do some more personal exploration first, and that feels a little bit safer to you, you can check out the Connection Cultivator, which is listed under workshops in my site. Um, I will be doing another live run if you want to do it in a small group. They're really, really sweet. Um, And it's nice to kind of be you'll probably be with strangers, maybe unless you get all your friends to join, but um, you can sign up for the wait list for when the next cohort of that will be opening up. But I'm also just releasing it as um, just did it today as a like on demand, do it yourself option, because maybe that's going to help you just feel a little more, a little more connected, a little more clear on getting in touch with yourself. I think that's what the connection cultivators, you know, we kind of start, it's like an onion, So um, we start with the outer layer, right? And we start with, you know, how are you connected to the world around you? And then we start peeling back the layers of the onion until we like really get to your core. So anyway, that's under the workshops section of my site. And of course, everything's in the show notes, as is the anchor.fm slash airdops link, where you can leave me a recorded audio note about really anything you want. This episode, other episodes, I would love to hear what you have to say and share it on a future episode. So go get vulnerable and then let me know how it goes. All right. Bye.